up, world? Welcome to the Gun Dog Notebook, run by Darrell Smith, who just passed his very first hunt test. He and Ruger, cue the applause. Congratulations, babe. He and Ruger won, well not won, they earned a ribbon and a ring and a certificate. And um, I'm proud of you. I didn't know I was opening it up, but that's what's on my mind. So on to you, Mr. Darrell Smith. Congrats. Alright, I appreciate it. Alright. Where do I start? Um Alright, so you wanna start with my thoughts or do you wanna start with your thoughts about today? Definitely wanna start with your start. Your thoughts. Alright, well then that means you're the podcast host for today. <laughs> Why do you keep tricking me into doing that? Because <laughs> that's how that works. No, um alright. Really so my thoughts today. You got to, we're gonna do a, a good bad sandwich. Oh, it's gonna be a thick sandwich too. Oh, like booze and yays. Did you ever? Did you? What's what's booze? Bo, booze that might have been a girl thing. Yeah, oh. I never did booze and yays. Okay, well, what's it like a beignet but with booze? No, <laughs> that's what you heard out of that. No, booze like, and yays is like tell me your boo for the day. Tell me your yay oh, like day. boo and yeah. Like and you boo- got booze oh, and beignets out of I thought booze and yays was like a like a fancy alcoholic beignet or something like that. Of course, like you that. got food and alcohol out of my statement, Darrell. But you can take me to New Orleans and we can have alcohol and beignets that's, any day. That's fine. You do need to take me to. You need to take me to. Uh, that's beside the point. It's a podcast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Damn booze and yays. Okay. Um, okay. Well. Fun bad sandwich. That's a good title. <laughs> good job. All right, this is a big fat good bad sandwich. All right, so yeah, whatever. So my good. All right. Ruger passed. Woohoo! The other sandwich side, the other good side, is uh, my dog didn't make me a liar today as I kept saying like I think what's crazy is I think every trainer out there was kind of like "Eh, I mean I know my dog's good but they just have their days where they just decide to not be a cognizant human being but on the other end of that what oh I guess they're not human beings hell we consider them close enough to human beings I mean Ruger's my pumpkin. Ruger's not a pumpkin. He's he a, is a pumpkin. All right. He's a cool dog. He is. He's a pumpkin. Uh, so, he didn't <laughs> let me down. No, and he did very well. Now, about not letting me down, though, Ruger is a jerk. Stop calling him that. Oh, he is. I love he him just, to death. He just, you know, he likes to express himself sometimes. Okay. Well, expressing yourself doesn't need to come during a hunt test. During a hunt test. <laughs> like, that doesn't... You'll need to express yourself. I just need you to do the job that I know you can do. Because, let's be real, the marks and, and retrieves that he was doing, we've been doing that. We've been practicing that. Yeah, he does not do that very well. He does it in the yard all the time. All the, all the time. And how many pheasant shoes have we gone to do this year? How much I hunting? A lot. So, on top of the fact that he's retrieved plenty of stuff in the water, both in training and, uh, like, in a real hunting situation. 
So I guess he's a jerk because Ruger likes to drop stuff. <laughs> like, barely out of arm's reach. And I think that's what got on my nerves so much. He do it, like, far enough to where I'm, I, like, I can get it. But not, but close enough. That he just doesn't bring it to hand. Yeah, and he does it any other time. Not all the time in practice. And so therein lies the problem. The dog ain't force fetched, and I—that's been the 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 common denominator between my conversation with a lot of other trainers and other um, handlers and stuff out there. Your my dog's just not force fetched. It's something I've been meaning to do, and I was honestly kind of scared of force fetching my dog because if I do it wrong, I just feel like I'm just gonna like Hiroshima my whole dog. However, what did you learn about worry today? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely probably brought on or attracted enough of the the, the the amount of problems that I was worried about. I probably brought that on to myself. Well, just, there's, no, there's nothing there's no to point. worry about if you just practice right. like you do and you work really hard. Right. You got to talk about it. But, yeah, I mean, we practice, we work hard, we do a lot of stuff, actually. Um, I just didn't necessarily need to be as doubtful um, in the beginning. And I think it's just jitters that come with like, you know, it's one thing to be like, oh, yeah, I'm a hunt test this weekend. And you got a week to, to, to mentally wrap your brain around that. And then it's another thing to be at the line and you cast your dog and it's like you you're watching him work his way to the bird and you just like please don't do nothing wrong please don't do nothing wrong please 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 and then i found out the rules which i didn't i wasn't here for that part of the conversation or this part of the conversation but you know i found out that you can actually in a ukc um and hrc hunt test what we did today you can actually handle your dog you know, to the bird if need be. Um, that came in, in in handy. I didn't know that I could, and I was honestly scared to speak up that on that first uh, the the land retrieves that we had to do. I didn't know that I couldn't that I could uh, speak to my dog from the line. But remember, he kept going like he was kind of not finding the bird. And I was kind of like, back, back, back. And he finally went ahead and got it and came on back. Um, and I, I'll kind of go into detail about that situation in a second. But it was kind of instinctual. Like, okay, this is a time that I probably need to talk to my dog as much as I say I need to stop talking. That actually helped. Because if I didn't, he wouldn't have brought it back. And you only get one cast. Um, also... Um, the, I will say out of the land retrieves and the water retrieves, the first bird, oh, he nailed it. Like getting to the first bird, whether it was on land or it was in the water, he nailed it. It was always the second one. And there's something about going to the right, that right side that I want to kind of work on too. So, um, 
you know, I, I don't even necessarily, I guess it was, I don't really have any kind of other major complaints. I don't have any complaints at all. Matter of fact, based on what you were showing me today, I should not be complaining. Yeah. Um, and so I don't want that to, to want this to feel like a complaint, but if I had to say anything like, you just identifying where you want to grow. Yeah. Like, I, I want to get get out there and work on that. So, my goal this week is to actually learn how to force fetch that dog. There's plenty of resources, Tritronics, and now that we got connections with, you know, pro trainers and stuff like that. Um, and we I have enough of a community to where I can just ask friends and things like that. Like, how do you force fetch a dog? And they can show it to me. Um, you know, I can, uh, I can make that better. And once we get that force fetch down, that retrieving, that, uh, retrieving the hand thing ain't going to be no problem. So, uh, still dancing. yeah, it's a little car accident right yeah, here. Yeah, there's a fresh. bit of a car accident. Right oh, this is brand, Uh-oh. brand new. Oh, Jesus. I pray that whoever that is, is okay. Um, they're okay. I just looked in that car. They all right. There's a little glass on the on the road. I hope they are okay. I do, but the dude literally just looked out his window. So, um, back to our regularly scheduled program. I'm gonna force fetch that dog. I'm gonna go ahead and get over my fear for it because it's gonna help out in the long run. Understood. Um. As far as the actual test goes, two land retrieves, two water retrieves. As we, you and I said before, Ashley, that felt like a track meet. Like it legit felt like a track meet. You spend most of your time waiting, you know, in different flights and what they call flights and track is called heats. But you spend most of your time waiting and um, I think that's the most nerve-wracking part of it because the actual performance doesn't last long now when I was at the line it felt like I was at the line for like an hour like watching my dog and coming back and this and that what they also also found out they don't uh, dock points or, or judge you on the dog's return it's just how they got there that helps out a ton too um and then another thing just talking to people ukc um hunt tests are they're more like simulated like a hunt and akc um hunt tests i think they're a little bit more formal from what i understand and you can't talk you can't talk to your dog verbally once he leaves the line like there's just so many other rules i think i like this a lot better now in saying that still a hunter first and foremost and i'm doing all of this work to contribute to my hunting uh my hunting skill and stuff like that um i can definitely see how some of the stuff that they were doing today is beneficial to uh you know to being in a real life hunting scenario 
So, I, I, I can get with it. Long and short, I can I can get with everything that happened today. Um, what I also really liked, I got a chance to meet like a lot of people from Old South Hunt Retriever Club, a lot of folks from the new um, Retriever Club down in Middle Georgia. Yeah, I will say that's one of the observations I have to make. Everybody was really, really, really nice and warm and welcoming, and it seems like, um, you know, there's just a real community atmosphere. And yep. I hear you talk about a lot of the nice people that we met today, so it's nice to um, put faces with names as you come home talking about um, all your, your your new buddies, so it was nice to meet them. They support and listen to the podcast, so thank you also for listening. They're all nice people. Yeah, that was really cool, too. Like, and you got Jeff Mann, who was mentioned in the last podcast with Beth, you know, who she trains uh, with. And number one, for a trainer at that level to be like, oh, yeah, just come on out and train with me. Like, come on out. It's cool. I was like, oh, you didn't have to offer that. And I appreciate it. But then also... Everybody was very, very humble, and uh, they just like to have a good time. Yeah. Like, it just really seemed like they like to have a good time. Very hospitable, too. They don't let you go hungry. Oh, no. <laughs> There's so much food. <laughs> there is a ton of food. All the time. Just nice people. Yep. Good kids. And puppies. Oh, the cutest little puppies. We all like ever. puppies. There's the cutest little... Labrador puppies. Labrador Labrador Retriever puppies. Alright, so who's picking the next puppy, you or me? Um, alright, well, you already know the answer to that question, so. Well, you, I mean, you said something about the dog coming just, you know, coming straight to you. Well, yeah, that dog did come run straight to me, but I know how you are, so I already know how gonna choose <laughs> there we go I just baited you into saying it on the podcast um but no puppies are cool man like they were cool it's, it's the only thing about puppies they grow so fast and you don't really get a lot of time while they like real little like that but they were cool and what I'm also kind of noticing I'm starting to see or starting to run into more, and maybe this is that law of attraction thing, but I'm starting to run into more Labradors with that pointing gene. Because remember the dude uh, said like those labs had a little bit of pointing gene in them. Mm -hmm. Or I don't know how much a little bit of pointing gene is. But uh, yeah, they have some in there. All right, guys, sorry about that. My podcast got cut short. Um, I had a bit of an interruption, but this was the latter part of it, which I actually think was more interesting. Uh, But this was the last part of this particular episode that uh, had a couple of more Ashley's thoughts, Ashley and I's thoughts in regards to the hunt test. Stay tuned. I proved that to you this weekend? Yeah. How was that? Because you literally started. <laughs> I didn't realize <laughs> you were recording me. But um, you literally started this 
by yourself, like out of nowhere. Um, what well, was out of nowhere to me? I think it was always a desire, a dream for you, but you didn't have a coach. You didn't have anything. You just found the information, did the research. You studied. I saw you study and study and study. And drive me crazy and be like, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. And all along, you knew what you were going for. I didn't quite understand it because this world is, <clears throat> this hunting world, this world of hunt tests, this whole, this whole just community is very new to me. So I would listen to you and support you just out of love. But I can't say that I always understood what was going on. Yeah. But um, it was just, it was inspiring. I mean, it's always inspiring to see someone decide something and then go make it happen and you didn't just make it happen you know you guys come back with ribbons and acknowledgements and this whole community clapping for you um and you passed a regulated test so yeah it was cool well i uh i appreciate it like it's one of those things where uh, I don't know. It's just it's a it's like my happy place. Like hunting is, or this type of hunting is like my happy place. Um, been there. The thing I like about it, I can add various damn dog. Uh, Rugers, you're loud. Come here, cool. monkey. Take your bone over there. Come on. Oh, he good. He chill. Stay right here. Okay. Um, but. Like, I can incorporate my artwork into it. You see what I'm saying? Um, I can incorporate my gun into it, my dog. It's all, like, this is the one thing that's kind of all-encompassing for me. Of everything you like. Yeah. Um, and then I've just never been the person to prescribe to traditional, I guess, stereotypical things. I just haven't been. As long no, as you, you weren't know. even when we, back, when we were back in school. <laughs> Right, like I'm y'all, even in sixth grade, like he just always did his own thing, um, which I like. Yeah, no, I mean it's cool, like, and that's not to be like I hear, oh, I just gotta be different. It's just one of those things. It's like that's just it just happened to be what I like. Like, well, I think it's more so it's it's you being authentic because you're not following things because oh, it's what everybody is doing. You do it because there's genuinely something inside of you that is interested in it. You either have some type of intellectual curiosity or some type of spiritual fulfillment or some type that you have very adventurous side or you just want to have fun with it. It's because Darrell wants to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, and you know how I feel about that kind of stuff. I just, what is Ashley like? You know, we don't, just, yeah. it's fun. I mean, I appreciate you. I mean, you know, I, I appreciate you coming out and supporting, um, especially this weekend, like, I hadn't thought about it like that, but you said, like, you know, you would be kind of bothered if uh, you missed his, you know, his hunt test, pass or fail. But you said that, and I I didn't think about it just because I just don't ever be thinking on those type of terms, like, oh, shit. But I, I appreciate you being there. Um, it's like our little son. Yeah. He's our first child. Yeah. So, yeah, I was gonna come here. Well, you know, and uh, come see Yeah, it's just cool. It's like parents showing up to you, fucking. Well, as a as a now the, the analogy has been a track meet, so it's like the parents showing up to a track meet. Um, 
It's interesting that you you thought I wouldn't want like you. Just- no, it's not that I didn't even think you. It's not that I didn't think you wanted to. It's just you gotta understand. Like for the longest time, it's literally just been the mentality of me and my dog, me and my dog, me and my dog. So I go and not that you don't take damn good care of them here because you do. Um, you know, especially when I need the help and you you've helped me out quite a few times, but. Uh, you know, I, I, it, it's still just been me and my dog out training shit. Me and my dog, we get up in the morning, go hunt. You know, get up. He he he. Kind of. It's interesting. He's learned a routine. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and is adapted to that routine, and he knows when a, a hunt test, or not a hunt test, but a hunt is coming up. And so, to, for you to be there from you know from moments like that is very cool honestly you know i didn't i honestly wasn't even expecting to get like any kind of ribbon this weekend this past weekend i just went out there to just see what the hell that happened honestly i thought like you had to be like some kind of pro trainer or something like that to get them ribbons or just like really far in so my my goal was not to do that my goal was just to get them to pass the test and you did and you did um but also like it kind of helped clarify stuff for me like do i want to hunt test dog do i want a field trial dog do i want to just a regular hunting dog like and i guess i was trying to answer those questions and i couldn't answer that he had to answer that and Hi. see what type of dog he wanted to be i like that um i just learned something really great from that statement i think that's what <laughs> well you know how i am but I think that's what you have to do in life, right? With all your companions, right? Like, whether it's a marriage or a friendship or, you know, it's a parent-child relationship. Because yeah. I think everybody comes with um, a mission or a purpose and desires that, you know, God put inside of them. So if you let them express themselves, what you do with you let him show you. Mm-hmm. what it is that he's naturally inclined to do and you just nurture it and you just bring it out of him you put him in situations where he can thrive and that's that whole that whole you know age old saying that you know everybody's a genius in, in their own right and it is and I think when people are in places where they're, where they're frustrated they're just they haven't necessarily found their authentic lane yet they haven't been in a place where they can authentically express you know the beauty of their soul mm-hmm. and um Ruger's definitely a little soul he's a special soul but you watch him you learn him you learn his habits his tendencies y'all have your own way of communicating yeah. and um I just I learn a lot by watching y'all interact and watch you like I said just put him in situations where he can thrive and you're not forcing him to do anything like Ruger gets up. <laughs> you know, yeah. He wants to do he this. Wants to do stuff. His tail is slapping all over the place because he's so excited and he's like, "What next? What next? What next?" And I think that's how we all want to be. Like even as people, like, "What next? What next? What next?" And I think you you create that for yourself by being authentic it, about it. Is he's so loud about being authentic about what it is that you are supposed to do? You know. Here. Here, bring it here. Puppy. Yes, I uh heard. Come here, dog. You loud, buddy. I, I know you have see. I know you have fun too, but I gotta take this for, for now. Let's give you a quieter toy. Dead, 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 dead. Stop. No. That's what you get. 
So, so yeah, it's just interesting. I learn a lot from watching you guys, and I think it's really cool. And I think um, even in our relationship, people always ask me, like, oh, do you hunt? And I'm like, nope. I'm the support. Yeah, mm. <laughs> I'm the support ministry. <laughs> like, yeah. But it's cool because we don't, I wouldn't say that you and I have the same interest. No, shit, no. We really don't. But it works because you do your thing, I do my thing, but like we support each other on our individual journeys. And you look at me and it's like, okay, how can I support her, help her in what it is that she's trying to create and vice versa? So that's why, you know, I come out there, of course, I put on my camo because I'm going to support you in whatever journey you're on. Um, but I don't think you have to be doing what your partner is doing. Like, yeah, no, I, I would. Number one, I don't think I'm freaking smart enough to do what you do, but let's <laughs> start there. But That's number two, um, yeah, but you do some cool shit too, man. Thank um, you. You know, but you were just blowing my duck call. What you think about that? Um. Hold on. The whole, like, <laughs> thing, the duck call, because I didn't expect it. I just happened to have two of my duck calls in the truck. I, I always keep them in there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, shoot, I'm glad I had them damn duck calls with me. Wait, when, oh, okay, well, give them context. So, oh, yeah. So you, all right, during a hunt test, or yeah, during a hunt test, um, whether it be on land, whether it be on water, um, before you send your, you know, cast your dog after the bird has been released, you have to uh, give a duck call to the, uh, I guess, the bird boy is what it would be called. Um, who then launches, he, he blows back at you and then launches a bird. So I was prepared, but didn't realize I needed to have a duck call with me. Um, <laughs> and like, right when you were going up to the line, he was like, baby, baby. I was like, what? He's like, run to the truck. No, it was before you got to the line. It was yeah. way before that. It was like three or four dogs ahead of you. Yeah. You're like, baby, go to the truck, <laughs> look in the middle console and get my duck call. I was like, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is my favorite one, though. This is the one I'd used in Kansas, Buck Gardner, uh, who's like a big-time professional duck caller. And Why stuff. is it your favorite, Drew? Um, I like the way it is. Like, I have my this one, and I have my black uh, Duck Commander one. The people we were just talking about, Ducks yeah. from Duck Dynasty and all of that. But this one, number one, is Ducks Unlimited, so they just do a lot of good stuff for, like, conservation. Like, when you're out in Kansas and you see, like, the Ducks Unlimited contributions, like, they'll like flood the lakes and stuff like that or suck them up to help with conservation and they'll like flood the places so the ducks can come in and feed and stuff like that and it just it keeps habitat maintained right so like one morning i went out on canvas and this big well and it was just shooting out water just shooting out water just shooting out water and it raises the levels of the ponds um and the marshes and stuff like that but this one I like it because it's it's smaller than my other one. I kind of hold it better. Um, you would think because my hand, my fingers are so long that I would hold the other one better. But uh, this one, I I don't know. It just feels more natural. But I also I I think I liked using it more because um, I get better variety and versatility and calling for some reason. Um, yeah, in the sounds, like I like, I, I think I'm cool with my other one. Like this one actually froze up on me. Uh, this one actually froze up on me in Kansas. Like I was blowing it so much that my spit flying all through it. So the, it was 
28 degrees when we got out there. So it dropped, the temperature dropped. Oh, it so froze it, your saliva. It literally froze That's in there. So I couldn't. at all. It's awesome. <laughs> but uh, so the, the reed in there actually froze. And then, and so I had to like get it, get us a break, and I had my second one. Um, the duck man, uh, duck calls that he has. Eric had one of those. That shit sounded really nice. Okay. Like it, it it's interesting when you hear ducks call. It's and then you hear all of these uh, duck callers around you. It starts to sound like an orchestra because you got guy over there, and they have their own way of blowing calls well, and is. stuff like that. And you and then you hear ducks in the air calling back to you. And then at one point it was you like they just. Record that one day. Yeah, I am. Next time I go to Kansas, I'm gonna record it. Well, I mean, it is. I mean, it's it's music. I mean, I think even in the morning when you wake up, I like to hear. Think I'm listening to like nature's song. Mm-hmm. Like when the birds start chirping, winds blowing. That's, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. And so I mean, they swarmed. They circled us for like six or seven times, just right, 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 and then a call back. But anyway, um, as far as hunt test goes. You blow that call to simulate the duck hunt. That's what I also like about UKC, which I need to register him for, so he'll get his points added to his name. Um, I got like thirty. I got like 30, 60 got days board, or something. Yo, yeah. two racking out titles, yo. We got a board. I'm so proud of you, Mikey. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I need to go ahead and finish his registration. Um, like just like I did with AKC, it's the same thing. But UKC, I like them because they're more hunter based. Like AKC, they're like I would probably say in my comparison, they're probably more like show based. Like they're more concerned about what the dog looks like. UKC, they're more concerned about the dog's hunting ability. AKC cares about the hunting ability too, but I think UKC just puts more focus on it. I th- that's my interpretation of it. Um. But he's he'll be registered with both. But um Well, you know what I found interesting? What? Listening to all of the hunters because oh by the way, just observations in general. There's like a whole like you know, just you'll have a whole setup they give you like it's just really cool how y'all have that kind of banquet at the end. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was telling Darrell, I felt like we were at summer camp. <laughs> but yeah, with adults, it feel like summer it's camp. totally, felt, even the lighting mm-hmm. felt like summer camp. But we had dinner. Well, it was in a barn. Yeah, okay. But it just, <laughs> it just felt like summer camp, okay? And so at the end, after all the different flights, is that what y'all call them? Yes. Ooh. Look at you learning. Pound it. Slip with the book out of it. Um, after all the flights had finished, we all, uh, you know, adjourned to the barn and, um, they kind of had the table situated literally like, like kid camp style. And you go through the line and they were just like, there are these huge like kettles, mm-hmm. like look like something out of a movie, um, where the, the pot's so big that it's sitting on the ground and the, and the people are sitting around yeah. the pot, like stirring it with these huge wooden spoons. But they had made this huge thing of jambalaya for everybody, um, which was very good. So shout out to the cooks. Yeah, um, shout I'm not out sure. Man. Yeah, y'all did a good job. And they weren't even stingy with the jambalaya. No, they weren't. So shout out to the cooks. Or it's the hard. Cake. It's hard cooking for that many people and it consistently tasting good for like hundreds of people. There were so many people there. Um. 
But it was just really cool, the atmosphere, and it was funny listening to y'all talk, because like I said, I'm, you know, I'm listening more than anything and getting to know people. And all of these hunters, you guys, got in this room, and they all talked about how all their dogs know when it's a test. And as a non-hunter, <laughs> it was very funny to objectively hear this conversation where these people were like, my dog knows it's a test. And I was like, okay. <laughs> And y'all also explain that to me because y'all all were ranting about how your dogs know it's a test I, and how they true. intentionally perform differently. And Ruger is such a good dog, and I just don't know what y'all are talking about. So. <laughs> so you have to when you like out there hand, like dealing with them, you got to think like you spend enough time with somebody or a creature or anything, you get to know the ins and outs of that Stop, creature. Yeah, Ruger, you being weird, bro. Chill out. <laughs> God damn, bro! Just bask in the 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 success. Just don't be weird with it, guy. You're like a freaking NFL player or something. Don't, don't. Okay. <laughs> Ruger, okay. Um, but, but anyway, so yeah. think about it like this again. Like I'm sure you could probably go out. You spend enough time with me. You could tell when I'm like really working on a new painting and putting my heart into it, or just bullshitting. True. Right. So I know because I train with Ruger all the time, I know his ins and outs. I know when he's cooperating. I know when he's doing something. I know what his talent levels. I know at least the standard of his talent levels. Now, he'll exceed them a lot of the times, but I know kind of I know when he's BSing. So what happens is number one is that damn e-collar, which is a gift and a curse. It's a gift because it helps training like crazy and you don't blow your dog up or nothing. You just give them a little bit of uncomfortable stimulation. So when they when they have that collar on, the dog's behavior actually changes. The dog is like, oh, shit. It's kind of because that e-collar, you got to think, get down, Ruger. Down, Ruger. Um, get down. Down, pumpkin. You know, I don't need you to join the podcast today. So when, that, when he has that e-collar on, and I think you've seen it. His behavior changes yeah, because it's like a long leash. Like- yeah. It's like, okay, I'm 50 to 100 yards out, but he can still touch me. So, number one is that. But then, number, and so, and all of us use e collars. So, yeah, that's number I was one. Totally against that at first. That shit helps. Like, but that's a whole other conversation. conversation but yeah. yeah. But number two, you just know your dog's demeanor. And, when Ruger, he kind of like, I ain't got his e-collar on. It's all these people out here. It's a couple of girls over there. Oh, gosh. He was so... Right. Like, dogs will dogs. show off. Some of the dogs, they'll bring the bird back and kind of do a little victory lap around the owner. Just like, oh, I got this. I got this. I got this. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. And then they'll be like, all right, I'll bring it here. Ruger, like I said, I, I promise you 90 to 95% of the time, not 100% of the time, I'm not going to lie, not going to be a liar, but 90 to 95% of the time, he brings the birds back to me to hand because he wants to 90% of the time. Now you've seen it where he just don't do it. He'd be like, no, nah, hell no, I'm good. Well, what happens is when he's got all of that stimulation, he's got all of that stuff going on in the test, his girl dogs around his whatever might make him want to buck the system you know your dog is bucking the system and so because is it the extra stimuli i think it's the extra stimuli i think it's the energy 
of the test. Cause of the, the test. Because okay, yeah, the, hunt, the hunters, because the hunters, y'all are definitely nervous. Now that. Yeah, and our I dogs mean, know that. And they can feel that. Yeah, okay. and so the dog, that's at that helpful. point, that dog senses, that's a weakness. That nervousness is a weakness, actually. Because when we hunt, and those of us that actually do hunt, when we go out to hunt. You're just having fun. No, nah, I'm I'm out having fun, but when I hunt, I honestly don't have. I'm I do have fun, but I'm out there. I better bring something back. Is my thing. Like I don't. I'm not just out here to bullshit around. Mm-hmm. And so, and there's a certain strength and confidence that yeah, Syria gone, bro. We just okay. Finish this, but who leaves? The I did that this morning. Cereal box. To have me we walk over here with this expectation. I know. So have me walk over here with this expectation that there's cereal and it's just a box, sir. We were just clowning about that last night. That is but the worst possible thing to do. Yeah, you're right. My bad. But, yes, but um, you know, when you hunting, the hunters and the the handler's energy is different. I'm I'm walking around. I got my gun in the air. I'm going to get something. I'm going to. I'm going to get something. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We tramping around. The pace is different. The walking pace. Dogs pick up on all of that. Interesting. You see what I'm saying? So, so the conclusion to my question is, it's the hunter's fault. Not it, the dog. It's a little bit of a lie. The dogs the take dog, advantage of it. It's not that the dogs know it's a hunt test. It's that y'all know it's a hunt test. And so your energy has changed. I think the dog knows this is a different occasion. A different because, occasion. And also, you got to think, when we, when we hunting... Normally, it's me and Ruger most of the time, or it's me and Ruger and maybe a few other dog handlers or, you know, as far as the pheasant shoot, or it's a few other uh, or it's maybe one or two other people and maybe one other dog, i.e. like Eric and Razor. Right. So the energy is totally different. Even at a pheasant shoot, um, even at a pheasant shoot, the dogs act differently. They are a lot more calm. They're a lot more determined. You'll have a few Ruger's silly, so he likes to kind of have a good time while he's hunting. He's, silly. he's like the class clown. Yeah, but Ruger still does his job. Like he's gonna he's get burned. Yeah, he gonna he gonna do his job, but like he's he gonna do it the Ruger way. He's gonna um, do it the Ruger way. And so, I just think hunt tests the, the dogs know because. You know, in relation to the energy that they're normally around. You know, when we're out training, I got a collar on him. I'm a hell of a lot more serious. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, it is what it is. And then I don't, I, right now, I would hate to train with a girl dog right now. Why? He is in like doggy puberty right now. Oh, you mean them together? Yeah. No, yeah. Ruger can't be around girl dogs right now. He is in like doggy puberty right now. I'd be yeah. like, dude, you worse than I was in middle school. Good lord. No comment. Uh, hey, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It was what it was, but good lord, you girl crazy. Yeah, Ruger doesn't. My buddy was right talking now. about uh, Rob, uh, best husband. He was talking about, you know, Beth was at the hunt test this weekend. Yeah, and he was we uh, messaging us. He had Sally, her dog, and his dog, Billy. Sally's in heat right now. Mm-hmm. And so he's having a, hard, a, a time, not a hard time, but a time keeping them apart. Mm-hmm. On top of the fact that, uh, on top of the fact that Billy, Billy ain't concerned about hunting right now. Billy trying to get that ass. Do you have to say that like that? Yes. 
You don't. You could just say. He's trying to have Billy sex has with. Has the desire the... to procreate, <laughs> to reproduce. Trying to get down. No. Trying to get that thing. Really? I don't think dogs are thinking. I gotta get that thing. No, they're actually thinking that times a hundred. It's a dog. D- no, male dogs will literally climb examples. fences. No, seriously. Like, my buddy was like, bruh, I thought I was doing right by having a dog in a fence. And he was like, I got some, I had some mutt puppies one time because his girl dog went in the heat and another dog from somewhere else came, hopped the fence, got it on with her. Yeah, our, um, my best friends, uh, and he's been on the podcast, but my best friend's older brother, his name is Miles, and he does, let me get it right. Adam. Yeah. Yeah, Miles. I'm sorry. I have Well, you I know, publicly, I think Miles. he goes by Miles, but yeah. privately he's Adam. But either way, um, he does performance dogs. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted, dogs. Okay. I wanted to have sports. the correct terminology because all of you do different things. But when we were growing up, uh, they always had dogs. And they always had a lot of dogs, really. Um, once Adam, once Miles really got into this thing. Um, but either way, I will never forget when he was telling me, and I forget which dog it was now because it was so long ago. But he had, like, chained the male dog up. He had done all these things to keep the dog away from the female dog that was in heat. And this dog, and I think that it was, like, a Mastiff or something. Mm-hmm. It was, like, a huge dog. Huge. What did they call him? Was I think his name was Bruno. I... Um, he had Italian masters, yeah, cane uh, corsos. Yeah. Okay, great. So anyway, but we—he said he came home, and <laughs> it was just. Anyway, they ended up having a litter, but it was yeah, just crazy because he was like, "I y'all don't understand how much I went through to keep this dog." Yeah. A dog is going. Away. A dog is going to get it if it's they want weird. it. They gonna get. I. I mean, it's not. I've weird, heard stories of pits, literally. Choking themselves to death. Trying to get it. Trying to get it. Like, literally chained up to a tree. Girl goes in the heat, and they too close in proximity to each other. And that dog killed itself trying to get to that to that girl. Literally killed itself. And so, that's why I thought I wanted a girl with Ruger. And I was like, wait, no. Because dogs also, they don't give a damn if it's my daughter, my niece. They don't have human standards. So I can take Ruger's daughter or I can get, yeah. I get it. Okay. (laughs) Dogs have no filter. Well, they just don't, they don't have an awareness of it. They don't have a concept. But see. They're not conscious of it. So that's, it's it's, not about them not caring. They just literally don't know. Right. And it's breeders like that and trainers like that, that sometimes make those two dogs mate, though they're like directly kin. And that's how you end up getting genetic defects in pit bulls. A lot of these pits going crazy on people and stuff. I think some of that has to do with you, bro. You just bred the dad to the daughter. Like, just like humans, them babies might come out a little off. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I don't know how we got on that tangent, but. Either way, I understand. Um, Yeah, we had to keep Ruger away from the girl dogs. Yeah. As we were Oh yeah, oh but yeah, that breeder or that handler that was the one that asked me about breeding him anyway. So Ruger might get lucky. Um, yo, his dog was pretty though. That white lab or not? It was white in color, but it's considered a yellow lab. 
Um, I like Labs that color, like that white, that dog blue, the puppy. Yeah. That's another reason why I liked him. His demeanor was totally opposite of Ruger's. And Ruger's hyper. You know, and what I like about that is ain't nothing wrong with that dog. That dog's breeder has checked out all the best. Like everything he said, that's what I wanted to hear. Like, oh, I did the hips, I did the eyes, I did this, I did that. Uh, I tested the genetics. I, you know, you just want to hear that. So, I don't know. I mean, the whole of that whole that that hunt test situation was everything that I'd be hearing on everything. You know, every other platform that I try to learn on. Yeah. So you happy with this weekend? Um, am I happy that he passed? Yes. Am I happy with his performance? No. Interesting. So what will you change about yourself and what will you change about Ruger preparing? Me, um, tighten up. Like, really tighten up. Like, I was looking at a lot of them pro trainers and they were very lighthearted with their dogs. Very casual, very cool. But they did not tolerate whatever they didn't tolerate in that in that dog they didn't let it happen point blank period it's just there's no breaking from the standard it's interesting because i already feel like you're very strict with it i don't feel like i'm strict enough yeah. well you know there's no breaking from the standard though there's a lot of passion and a lot of tact in dealing with their dogs they're very relaxed they're very just i know what i'm doing i know why we out here they're the ones to me that didn't seem nervous Interesting. Um, what would I do with him? I'm going to force fetch him with an e-collar, not the ear pinch. I'm going to try that first because I don't want to overexert force with that ear pinch. Mm-hmm. Somebody said to me, or I looked up some article and they were saying with dog training, you can always apply more force. But once you apply too much force, you can't go backwards. And sometimes that ear pinch screws up a dog and that dog doesn't want to retrieve anything because it's so damn traumatized. So though my buddy taught me how to, or showed me how to do the ear pinch thing, I don't think that's necessary. I just don't. Some dogs need it. Some don't. Some can take it. Some can't. Well, don't pinch Ruger's ear. I've done it once or twice, but I it just... You got to... It, I didn't I didn't need to do it. I didn't feel like I needed to. He was getting the point pretty quick. So I'm going to just e-collar, uh, force fetch that dog, whatever the terminology is that is. And then also uh, start, once we get that down, I want to make sure that I want to run that, uh, that same setup a couple more times and make sure he just crispy clean passes it mm-hmm. in practice and then I want to start retraining him according to that Mike Lardy program that we kept talking about cool. so I'll go back over my mistakes with him and retrain a lot of that stuff and uh, then move forward from there because Mike Lardy has like that whole curriculum I yeah just, you mentioned that yeah Cool, cool. Well, there's just always more stuff to do and more stuff to learn, and um, you know, dogs are adaptable. They're adaptable creatures. So, 
you can always reinforce things or redo things and there you know you get a good bloodline you get good breeding and you start over Um, do I have anything else? I don't know, man. What do you think about Rudy's performance? That's my last question. Rookies? I think you did a great job, Ruger. <laughs> I think you did a great job. I think you did a good job, too. I mean, like I said, when you see people... Because everything I've seen y'all practice, you gotta think. I remember the Ruger that that came as just a, like a little puppy mm-hmm. <laughs> who wouldn't even go in his kennel on command. Yeah. And you have not only taught this dog basic obedience, and so he's just best. He's just well mannered, housebroken, will not you know go to the bathroom in the house. Like he's just he's just a good dog on a very basic fundamental level. He's a good family dog. Um, I don't know if any of y'all remember this, but Ruger had to, uh, even at the vet, the vets even talk about how well-mannered he is and how he will not go to the bathroom inside and things like that. So I've just seen his progression. I've seen him go from a puppy that didn't know what's going on to just being this awesome, not only family dog, but athlete as well. So I think sometimes you're hard on yourself because that's what people do. But if you really look at where you brought him from, from like the day he came home when he could fit in your arms to all the wonderful things that he does now, of course, I think you both were awesome. Ruger, no, down. I'm actually tripping this paw. Oh, okay. So that's what I think. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, All right, dude, you gotta get down. Well, that's much appreciated. Uh, it's just a long way to go, and this process takes many years from what I understand. And also, shortly, in like maybe less than an hour, I'm about to interview um, Lily Milner. The, yeah, yeah girl, girl you saw. Yeah. So we have that set up shortly. So, um, yeah. What did you think about her stuff before we get up? Uh, Lily? Uh-huh. Um, I told her I thought she was great. I actually sent her a comment on Instagram. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, I think she does great things. I'm excited for when you all have a conversation. All right, well, we'll see how it goes. It should be good. She seems like a pretty cool person. Yeah, absolutely. All right, um, guys, that's it. That is the end of the episode. Alrighty. You gotta go get some new cereal since you left the empty cereal box. I'm not doing that. Josh and May, are you listening? He left an empty cereal box in the cabinet. Man, whatever. (laughs) I was rushing out of the house this morning and just didn't throw it away. Whatever. (laughs) Alright, guys. Uh, Until next time, Gundog Notebook Podcast. Ashley says goodbye. Goodbye. Adios. All right. Ruger says goodbye. He's somewhere under me. Oh, okay. No, he just got up. All right, guys. Right. We out of here. He's out.